welcome to Wellbeing Wednesdays. My name is Courtney Weaver. I'm your host. I'm also the director of WellWVU here at West Virginia University. And today we have someone famous with us um, as our guest, and that would be Colson Glover, also known as the Mountaineer. So welcome, Colson. How are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank you, Dr. Weaver, for having me. I'm oh. excited. Well, thank you so much. Um, so why don't you tell us a little bit about what um, your role here at the university is? Sure, I'd love to. So like you said, I am the 67th Mountaineer mascot here at West Virginia University. So my role is really to be an ambassador for WVU and be the face of West Virginia University. So I get to go to all the sporting events and be there, obviously, but I also get to go to recruiting events and fairs and festivals all across the state of West Virginia to really show other West Virginians and people all across America what WVU and the state of West Virginia is truly all about. Awesome. And you all can't see this, but just know that Colson is in full like Mountaineer gear. He's not wearing a hat, but he's got, he's got his, uh, what'd you call them? The buckskins? buckskins? I had the buckskins on. I don't have the coonskin cap on, but I'm in the buckskins. So. All right. <laughs> and you also have to maintain a pretty impressive beard as well, right? As part of the Mountaineer. So that's actually not a requirement of being the Mountaineer, but it is kind of an unspoken requirement that's just kind of been that way since the 80s, that yeah. if you are male and you can grow a beard, that you're supposed to have a bearded face. So wow. I'm not sure what it would be if they if I decide to shave. I'm not sure what kind of flack I would receive, but you are supposed to have an unspoken rule of beard if you are a male. Oh, wow. I guess you could always get a clip on, but yeah, I guess you yeah. could. <laughs> that's, that's true. I think it would make it easier for you to go like incognito, like on campus, though, because the well, beard's pretty I, recognizable. I had to wear a mask everywhere because of the pandemic, so anywhere I go, so that does cover up the beard. So I am a little bit more incognito than like the former mountaineers, but true. so yeah. <laughs> you have a special mountaineer face mask. I, I don't. So I, when we were at the first WVU game for EKU, the football game, um, everybody was asking me, do you have a buckskin? Do you have a coonskin mask or anything like that? And at the end of the day, we said, this is going to be a game at 12 o'clock noon where the 84 degree temperature, I would probably pass out if I had to wear a leather or a fur face mask over my mouth. So I just wore the traditional WVU branded face mask to kind of help me out when I was doing those push-ups. Well, I think that's a good call. Uh, <laughs> all right. So um, why don't we talk a little bit about what it means, like for you, like what does it mean to be the Mountaineer? Sure. So I am a third generation attendee of West Virginia University. So my grandparents went to WVU. My, the rest of my family went to WVU. So I've always had gold and blue in my veins. So I always looked up to the Mountaineer mascot growing up just because it was the school. And I always looked at him or her as the you know, face of university that I love, the face that was very near and dear to my family. So it was always a position that I was going for. I wanted to be that ambassador for my university and my state. I wanted to be the one that little kids could look up to and I could be that role model, really be that ambassador and show them what being a Mountaineer is really all about. Oh, well, that's, that's really beautiful. Um, so I don't know if you're allowed to talk about this, but what was the process like for like applying to be the Mountaineer? Yeah, I'd love to talk about it. So it is probably the most intimidating ad application process and admissions and interview processes I'll ever go through 
in my life. And I want to apply to medical school. So that's pretty intimidating, but I don't think that that will top uh, the interview process for the Mountaineers. So we had to fill out a really long application that told the admissions committee or the Mountaineer selection committee all about what you do at WVU. So they wanted to know your extracurriculars, what your GPA, you know, what you're involved in. And then they selected 10 applicants from that pool of admissions they received. So from there, they interviewed those 10 students and they pretty much ask us every single question you can imagine. It was in a boardroom in the Erickson Alumni Center. And there was, I believe, around 25 to 30 various students. There were deans. There were coaches on this kind of big, long board table. And they were all just firing questions away in kind of a 30-minute interview. So that was extremely intimidating because you didn't have much time to think. You had 30 people that were judging you, basically, depending on what your answers were. Um, but, you know, I just took a deep breath and answered it, you know, how I would if I was a Mountaineer. So then from there, they selected four people to try out in the Coliseum and wear the buckskins. And then from there, they selected the Mountaineer and the alternate Mountaineer. So it was very long, a process of about three months to uh, be selected as the Mountaineer. Wow, that is really intimidating. And I can't imagine sitting in a room and with all those like very important people around the I, university. I walked in and it just kind of like sunk. I looked around, I knew who some of the interviewees were and there was former Mountaineers on the committee and it was just very intimidating and became very real. Woo, but you did it. So you're here now. So that's awesome. <laughs> Um, so in this role, you really do provide like a lot of inspiration to different groups of people. Um, so what would be the best piece of advice that you could give someone? Sure. So like I said, I have always looked up to the Mountaineer mascot being little, and I always looked up to him or her to kind of give me advice. You know, I still remember Michael Garcia, one of our former Mountaineers coming to my high school and giving us advice on our futures and giving us advice on going to college or going to trade schools, et cetera. And that's something that really stuck with me and I so you know when I wanted to try out to be the Mountaineer I always said I want to be that Mountaineer for future generations I want to be able to inspire future generations and make change in my university I don't want to just be the face or the poster child I want to be active and I want to be able to change future generations in my university for the better so um, you know hopping in the role with the way the pandemic happened I really never received much training or I never really received much advice from Timmy simply because, you know, we went to lockdown, I went home, Timmy went home, and we never really got to interact that much. So I started these Zoom calls, and I was just, you know, being what I thought I should be as the Mountaineer. So you know, I started describing, you know, what the Mountaineer was, what I do at uni the university. And I started realizing how impactful the Mountaineer is to other generations. So it wasn't just me. There was many questions as, oh, advice, what would you do? Or, you know, what would you do if I were, if you were in my situation? And I was asked a question by a female who said, ask me about what she thinks I should, what she would do, what she thinks I would do in her situation. And she said she wanted to go to the military and she, you know, was really aspiring to follow in her brother's footsteps and join the military. And I said, you know, that's great. You know, I'm, I never joined the military myself, so I don't want to give you, you know, great advice on that because I don't want to lead you down the wrong path. And she said, but I am receiving a lot of pushback from my family, from teachers, from, you know, just various people who are giving me advice because they don't think I should join the military as a female. And I was just kind of listening to her nodding my head and I wanted to continue. And she said that, 
she really wanted to know what I would do. Being a mascot figure, being, you know, what would I do and give her advice? And I told so this is a very near and dear issue to me because I have received almost every time I hop on a Zoom, receive questions about applying to become the Mountaineer and whether, hey, could, do you think I could be a Mountaineer mascot? And it's almost always people think it has to be a white male. They don't think you can be a female. They don't think you can be, you know, they think so many other factors come into it other than your race and other than your sex. And I immediately told her that if I were giving her advice and if I were in her shoes, I would tell her that you should never let something kind of step in your way of achieving your dreams. There are certain aspects when you have a goal in your life and you have something you want to go to towards, there are certain aspects that you should never let step in your way. So things like your sex, things like your gender, your sexual orientation, um, you know, what others might think of you, things like that. You should never let get in your way because at the end of the day, you are doing something to better you. So if you think that, oh, I have this big dream and I have this big goal towards you, if you think that being a female or if you think that you are the wrong sexual orientation, whatever it may be, if you think that should stop you, then you know that's it. just something, like I said, it's very near and dear to me because it shouldn't. Do what's good for you. Don't let being a female stop you from doing anything. Don't let being a male stop you from doing anything. If you have a dream and a goal towards going after that, my piece of advice would be go for it. Just jump. Do for it. Don't let anybody sway you. Don't let anybody you know, tell you that they don't think it's right for you. Just go for your dreams and you never know where it might take you. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and so you've talked a little bit about, you know, um, the Zoom calls that you've been on as the Mountaineer. And normally, you know, in a, in a non-pandemic kind of time, you would be actually like going places in person, running activities with students, like being on all the sporting events and things like that. Um, but it's not just, you don't just serve the WVU community. You're also going out into like high schools and you go to like elementary schools, middle schools, things like that. Like what's, I guess what, um, with all of that, what's your favorite part of being the Mountaineer? So Timmy, Timmy Eads, our former Mountaineer, our 66th Mountaineer, he attended, I believe it was around 700 events and he only served 300 and he didn't even serve 365 days. He served, you know, a lot less because of the pandemic. So, you know, the Mountaineer is doing on average about two events a day and we are anywhere and everywhere. So like you said, we attend schools, elementary schools. We go talk to them. Um, we give advice to students. We talk to them about WVU. So you never know where you're going to find the Mountaineer mascot, to be honest. We go to recruiting events. We go, you know, we don't even stay just inside West Virginia. We go, you know, all across the East Coast, um, anywhere where they want to see some Mountaineer pride and want to talk about WVU, then the Mountaineer will go. I know. Well, it was great. You actually, or Timmy, I would say, showed up at our sexual health fair in the spring, which is which was nice. We're like, oh, hey, the Mountaineers here. Great. Good yeah. times. <laughs> Promoting healthy sexuality. We love it. Um, so, Colson, besides serving as the Mountaineer, what would you say has been your most fulfilling experience here at WVU? Oh, so I've had a lot of experience that I've I very really enjoyed at WVU. And uh, number one off the bat that comes to my mind would have to be volunteering. I've been very fortunate to be a full-time volunteer at the Children's Hospital at Ruby. And it's been something that's been very fulfilling to me. You know, WBU offers so many opportunities for volunteering and things like that. And I've been very fortunate to take advantage of those. So I think it's extremely important to give back to a community that has given me a student and me, the Mountaineers, so much. 
So I think volunteering has been very fulfilling. But I also do research at the WVU um, School of Medicine. So that has been very fulfilling as well. Because in my the way, I won't go into it too much because I don't want to, you know, take up so much time. But the way my research goes, is we are basically developing a safer and a more effective way of doing neurological imaging. So, you know, that's something very near to me as well, because, you know, I, I don't I hate to see a child have to go through so many, you know, procedures and so many painful imaging techniques and being able to develop one that is much less invasive and much safe, much more safe is really uh, something that I strive to do. Yeah, well, that's spectacular. So way to go. So clearly you have so much free time between volunteering your research and being the mountaineer and class and also still going to class and doing your work. So. Sure. Sure. Um, so uh, at the end of this podcast, we always like to do a well-being snapshot, which basically takes what we're talking about today and puts it into like the current situation, current context. And, you know, for the past couple of months, it's definitely been very like pandemic oriented. Um, and it's really not going to change here. But so students who are first year students this year, it's definitely not the typical first year student experience. Yeah. So, you know, they're still living in the halls, right? But I mean, they're not really going to class as the, they should have been. Like there aren't a lot of other students on campus. So it's, it's a lot different. Um, so what message would you have for all those first-year Mountaineers? So it's very tough because I've actually thought of this before, you know, talking with you, that how bad it must be for those first-year students because, you know, being online and being in this pandemic, it's not WVU that I fell in love with my first year. You know, they're not getting that full experience because – WVU has so many things to offer from the research opportunities, from the volunteering opportunities, you know, from the clubs, from the um, intramural sports, things that students cannot do right now. So the first thing I would tell them is this isn't WVU. Don't let this kind of tarnish your image of WVU because, you know, we are in a worldwide pandemic where colleges all across the United States are having to be in this online format. So that would be my first thing. And my second thing would say, kind of bear with us because this pandemic, it won't be here. We won't be in lockdown for eternity. Eventually we will have to go back to normal. We don't know how long that'll be. I know president Yee, I've spoken, spoken with him many times and he wants to go back to normal so bad. So eventually we will have that normal again when students can go out and see their friends and go out and be in class. So bear with us. That time is coming. I can guarantee you that. Yeah. And there are still at least some opportunities for students to sure. do some activities in person, which, but it, just in smaller groups. So I would also encourage folks to take advantage of that. Go to the refresh website and see all the stuff. Cause there is some, there is some, some cool stuff like happening online, but I also understand that zoom fatigue is a real thing. <laughs> it's very different when you have to hop on so many zooms and eventually gets just monotonous and the same thing every day. But like you said, I have been very fortunate to work with Refresh. It's a very great um, kind of activities they are doing with the university. So definitely check those out as well, like you were saying. Yeah. And take advantage of the beautiful weather because right now it's phenomenal outside. <laughs> it's very, very nice. It's starting to feel like fall. We're getting those chilly mornings. It's very good weather. Um, definitely go out and explore some of the outdoors and the beauty that Morgantown has to offer. 
Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, thank you so much, Colson. I really appreciate you joining us uh, on the podcast today. Uh, we'll hopefully be seeing you around campus. I use that in quotation marks. Um, <laughs> but thank you so much. Uh, we really appreciate it. And to all of our listeners, uh, thanks so much for tuning in. And we will see you next time on Wellbeing Wednesdays.